Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia, and it is a pleasure to be here with you again. And if you haven't yet, make sure you go to my Facebook fan page and like it, The Bright Side with Technicia. And I'm on Instagram at tday60. But as I said, I'm glad that you're here with me because miracles work in mysterious ways. And when you think that you can give up, that's when you can be lifted up. And that's what my guest is here to tell you about how he was lifted up. Nothing is impossible through God's work. I can tell you that. And if you work hard, it's, it can happen. It really can. You know, a lot of times we go through a struggle, but we can overcome that struggle if if we do what? We keep working hard at it. If you keep faith, you stay prayed up, anything could possibly happen. And that's why I have this wonderful guest on because I have known people, I'm even in a household with people, who have trouble in this area, and it's reading. But Mr. Archer Willard is here with me to explain a little bit about him because he has accomplished a lot at the age of 54. And, of course, some of my Facebook users, you know that we have heard stories of 99-year-old people who have accomplished on getting their degrees. Yes, and it's a, it's amazing. It really is. But through all, his, through all of his experiences, it led him to create the new readers of Iowa, of which he's very proud, and he's also formed the value, which is which stands for the Voice of Adult Literacy United for Education, which is a national organization of adults and students whose heart is to develop leadership and a voice in new readers across our country. And also with me is Colleen too, who has parts in this with him. And we have his wonderful book called Last Reader Standing. Without further ado, I am gonna bring Colleen and Archer Willer on the line with me. Do call in at 347-426-3751 with any questions in the chat box. We'll be open up for you. Colleen, Archie, I'm glad that you're on the air today. How are you two doing today? Fine, thank thank you. It's, It's an honor for you to be here on this show, and I'm so proud of you that you took something that you struggled with for so many years and you actually accomplished your goals. That takes a lot, man. That really does. That takes a whole lot. Oh, thank you very much for your kind words. Oh, you're so welcome. Archie, what was it like just growing up knowing that you had this struggle, though? Well, I always had a struggle with inside myself. Uh, uh, I always said, you know, I, I people said I was st- dumb and stupid, and uh, I, there were things I knew that, that people, they didn't know. And uh, I I always thought, to, well, I, I can't be as bad off as I'm told. But I, I, I just went through life struggling with this and, and until I found out that there were, was a word called dyslexia. And, 
and uh, was tested, and, and it seemed like I got the monkey off my back because I knew there was a reason why I didn't read now. And that's one thing people fail to realize. They always want to tie the two in, call it stupid, but it's not really stupid. You actually ended up having um, dyslexia, and a lot of people are uneducated on that. If you don't mind explaining, Archie, what dyslexia is to many How many people do you, did you say? Would you? Um, I, I was asking if you don't, if you really don't mind explaining what dyslexia really is, because uh, you probably have so many who probably are listening right now that probably are, are uneducated about it. You know, we have heard of the word, but we actually don't know what it is. If you don't mind explaining well, it, what exactly it is, it's uh, a problem. Uh, it's a Problems you inherit, most people inherit. Uh, you just uh, have trouble uh, processing words. Sometimes you uh, reverse letters, and uh, sometimes you have problems changing uh, words from sight to sound. And, and then sometimes you read from a blackboard, and you even read fine, but you uh, uh, can't. Uh, remember what you read, and, and then uh, there's also a motor clumsy disorder where your handwriting is is very awkward and, and sometimes it's hard to read. And so you can have one of those problems or you can have all of them. But uh, if you got them all, why, it's kind of a, uh, a really a whammy that you don't want. Right. You know that had to be. Very painful, just doing all that. Let me ask this too, Archie. Is it is it a connection between having dyslexia and being left-handed? Because I was reading, I was reading a little bit of research myself, and they were saying that it was a connection between being left-handed and having dyslexia. And I wasn't sure. I said, let me ask. Well, my understanding is that, that there's been some research done, and then people who are left-handed, percentage-wise, are is more left-handers that have dyslexia than, than right-handers. doesn't mean that right-handers don't have it, but it, it's just a higher percentage. And then there are some people who are not uh, uh, dominant with one hand or the other. Some, well, like I am, I, I uh, uh, write left-handed and I throw a ball right-handed, but uh, uh, people like that are is almost 50% of them are, are have dyslexia, so it's, it's just a characteristic, I guess. Okay. <coughs> Archie, just get a chicken on it. You know, this is a, this is an awesome book. Um, how did you, Colleen, how did you and Archie ended up coinciding together to bring about this book? Uh, we both live in Arizona in the winter, and I okay. met Archie at a, I met him at a yoga class, and I was writing a, a column for a newspaper um, in my retirement, and um, he asked me if I would write his book after we got to know each other better, and so um, I was re- reluctant because I wasn't sure that I could write somebody else's story. 
Um, but I also mm-hmm. was honored that he wanted me to do that. And so it was quite a process. It took us about three years to put it together. Um, but I feel like it's been a privilege for me to to do this. Also because of being an educator, I understood learning disabilities, dyslexia, and so it made it easier for us to build this his amazing life story together. Oh, now that is something positive. What did you, what was the experience like just to go behind the scenes to actually work with Archie? I think probably some of the biggest challenges for us is that Archie is a very humble man and mm-hmm. also pretty kind of quiet. And so um, he had a difficult time giving me the emotion and the details of his struggle. And Mm. so as a counselor, um, I have training as a counselor, and so I use that to help pull out of him those details. But in the process of doing that, it was also quite painful for him because he had to relive those childhood memories of, you know, being mistreated because of not being able to read. And um, right. it was it was it was difficult for Archie and it was hard for me to to see him struggle as we went through that. Wow, and there are so many people actually walking around with um with the same. Such as Whoopi Goldberg and, she, and even Whoopi Goldberg mentioned that it wasn't that you know, people took her for granted too. But she could tell you what you read back to her. It was just as simple as that. But a lot of people right. just don't come out about it. You just have a few who want to come out about it and, and say, hey, this is what I have. Because as you said, people think of you as being stupid. And it's so sad that our world has to be so ignorant on this thing. But, Colleen Archer, you know, doing for the research, because I always like to read up on something, there are some advantages to having this, I mean, um, you're highly aware of the environment, you're more curious, your intuition is more open, I mean, it's, you're more creative. Do, do, you think, do you think there are advantages of having dyslexia? I think Archie uh, can answer that best. I, I think uh, people have dyslexia, they... they Find different ways to survive in, in society, and, and they they become more creative because uh, because of that. And, and sometimes people call that a third dimension, but uh, they, it's kind of a unique unique way of of uh, living. And, and every each dyslexic has their own uh, different way that they they solve problems. And, and uh, but uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of there's a lot of People that are in music or art or things like that are, are they're dyslexic and, and then they're very good at what they do. Okay. Now, in your book, Last Reader Standing, we talk about health problems that you went through. How did your reading problems affect um, health understanding? Uh. How did my reading problems? Would you say that again? Um, yes, sir, I sure will, Archie. How did your reading problems affect health understanding? 
Well, you, you know, you, you just missed out a lot of the things in, in the, uh, because, uh, well, I like, like uh, my wife would send me to the grocery store and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I, I'd pick up cans by the color of the, the cans and I, I, and I, I could read them, but I, but I just, uh, just didn't read them. I, I, I was surviving by colors and other other ways, and, and it, it it affects. It's a challenge every day of your life, and when you can meet the challenges, uh, you you, uh, you you kind of fall on level of life again. But when you 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 fail, I you know it's. It's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Okay. I think one of the things that I noticed about Archie as we worked on his story and developed his book was that mm-hmm. he's such a determined man and also very brave because he wasn't satisfied to just know that he was dyslexic. He wanted to right. get better, and he did improve. But he also wanted to make things better for other people. And so that's where his pursuit of being an advocate for literacy came about. And he's worked very hard in that area with all his limitations. And so that takes a lot of courage. It does. Uh, That's a bold move. When I... uh, uh, after I had my first reading lesson at a community college, uh, I said to myself, there's got to be things better, and I'm going to do something about this. But I didn't know what. And I tried a lot of things, and, and uh, some things that just didn't work out, and some things did. And uh, when I found something that would work, I, it was progress. And, and, uh, and uh, so I just moved on in life, like you said. Said that we started the new readers of Iowa, and they were they were a bunch of people that went through reading programs and struggled, and and when they met other new new readers, or why they they were excited because they thought they were the only one in the whole world like this. So we we grew together, and that's that's I love it, Archie. Because even in your book, and Colleen even mentioned that, that you had the courage to want to step out to become an advocate. You even mentioned that in your book where you say, I encourage you to listen to that little voice in your head that challenges you to take on different issues in life and to act on them rather than sitting back or avoiding. These experiences will improve the quality of your life and take you places you might not have otherwise gone. And that is so true. How many yeah, people? How many people probably have held themselves back, Colleen, just because they were too afraid to open their mouth or to say, "Hey, I have this little problem. Can you really help me?" That's right. And I think that's what, what I would like. Does is he encourages right. people constantly wherever he goes? And now this has led you up to. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the introduction, the value group. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. How did this all come about? Well, uh, my uh, going back a few years, uh, my daughter worked in Washington, D.C., and she said, 
you should uh, apply. There's a fellowship in the National Institute for Literacy, and uh, uh, and she could get it. it is, and so I, I I applied and I, I worked with. I did receive it in a year fellowship, and then I worked uh, with some uh, two people who had PhDs and two people that had a uh, master's degree and, and a, a lady that was English second language and myself. We worked on this project. And uh, what, when we were finished, so I, we were giving our, our report, and uh, I said that to the National Institute that that there needs to be a, a national organization, and uh, people need to, you know, be able to come together and, and know that, that there's other people out there and, and develop leadership. And uh, they said, "Well, you write us a grant, and we'll and, you know, start." And I thought, "Well, I don't know how to write a grant. I I, I don't read and write that well. I could write uh, even people with very good education has struggled with grants." And, and, uh, so, uh, but they said, well, just do it, and I did, and, and I received a, a grant, and and we went to a, a place in uh, Tennessee called the Highlander and to have our first meeting, and uh, it was very exciting. People people wanted to come, people wanted to come and to be part of this uh, meeting that's going to form a new national organization, and... Uh, I, I had been involved around the country, and I, I knew other people who were leaders uh, who had reading problems, and and uh, so we, we formed a committee, and uh, uh, and then professionals wanted to come, and, and, and there was only room for about 50 people to, to, to come, and uh, uh, so we had to be very selective you know, who got to come, and, and people had to write things out and, and, and asked to be there and, and we voted on who who got to come and and uh, uh, it, it was a very uh, exciting thing that happened and, and uh, value is, is an organization now we, we did that in 1998 uh, of April and value is still going and it, it develops leadership and it has a conference uh, uh, about once every two years in a, in a national conference, and, and this year I think it's going to be in Texas. Uh, I was president of it for three years and, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. moved on. And, uh, uh, I'm just pleased to be say I was a part of that of that organization that's starting up. It. Wow. I tell you the possibility of how your life can actually change overnight, and and your good quotes that you have out through the book, Martin Luther King, free at last, free at last, and yes, you are, you are free at last now, because now you can do something that had been that it been troubled on your heart, and I'm like I said, I'm happy for you, Archie, with with the fact that your tutor Maxine had helped you through this process as well. Do you still keep in contact with her? Yes, I do. Uh, she's uh, uh, in a nursing home now, and uh, but uh, she uh, wanted one of my books, and I, I went over and gave her to her, and, and uh, she was very pleased to get it. And she, she she's uh, just kind of like a second mother to me. I mean, she she gave me some gifts in life, and 
uh, teaching confidence to live life, and, and uh, uh, so she'll always be very special in my heart. Oh, see, that's a friendship you cannot break up. Now, right. Archie, going back to going back to dyslexia, what are some signs and symptoms that a parent or anyone else should be aware of? Well, you, you know, if, you, if you're the child needs to re- learn to read when they're real young, and if they don't learn to read before they're ten years old, they're they're going to struggle all their lives. So if your child is not keeping up with grade level, I mean, find help, and don't let anybody tell you that your your child is uh, uh, just. Uh, not you know they'll catch up because it, it, that may be possible, but it, it's you don't want to take that chance because if they don't learn to read, they're they're, they're going to struggle all their life. And, and, and find someone if you can, that that can help them, and you may have to hire a tutor. Hopefully, that you can afford to do these things or work with them, but. Never, ever, ever give up on these small kids because it's their life, and, 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 and if they don't learn to read, they, it's, they're going to be struggling all their life. Right. There's federal legislation. There's federal legislation. There's federal legislation that requires every state to provide education for children with learning disabilities dyslexia, but each state interprets those those regulations in, uh, differently, and so mm-hmm. sometimes the school systems don't provide the, the testing and the placement and the programs that may be necessary because maybe it's too expensive, maybe they have too many kids right. in it already, um, and so I agree with Archie as an educator you really need somebody to advocate for you or to advocate for your children yourself to make that happen. And many medical institutions, um, practitioners, also will test children academically to check for dyslexia and learning disabilities. So schools and your pediatricians can get you in the right direction for testing. Right, and as you, as Archie was saying, it's good to seek out now to make sure that you're keeping up with that, to notice the signs early, get a hands-on, because you don't want them to keep passing through grade level and no one, okay, this child really can't read, but now it's too it's too late. You don't pass the, you don't pass the line limit now. So, yeah, right. it's, it's good. Yes. And I try, because, well, my daughters were tested and they were, it was told to me that they have ADHD, and I I read, too, that they tried to tie that in. When you have dyslexia, it can lead to ADHD, too. Right. That's correct. But they do just fine. I mean, they, they read well. One, she wasn't reading as good, but now she picks up. And, you know, Colleen, when it comes to things like that, you try not to put any... It's no cure for it. Definitely, I try not to put you on medicine. You know, it just makes 
as far as what people have told me, it makes things worse. Yes, that's right. I say for any parent, the best thing to really do just to get involved with your children, make sure that you're looking after them, help them with their homework as much as possible because nine times out of ten, we school systems really have changed, Colleen. They they do a yeah. little bit, and then the rest is on the parents. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the but, financial crisis in schools today is, is probably pushing more of that responsibility back on the home than previously. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want that responsibility anymore. But if I can, I want to ask this question. What level of intelligence does dyslexia affect? Do you want to answer that, Archie? Uh, what level does it, does it affect? Yes, sir. That's kind of a hard question. It, it, you know, there's some dyslexics that read better than others, and, and uh, it's a... It's a Big scale there uh, from top to bottom, but uh, 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 other than that, I really don't know. Well, I can tell you that from that federal federal statute um, for testing children with dyslexia, learning disabilities, in order for a child to receive services, they have to be at least average ability or better. And, again, my my research isn't up to date, but what I know from my past is that most people with dyslexia or a learning disability are actually very bright. They're at least average ability or better. It's just that the disability is limiting how they approach academics. Okay. Now, that... I do understand that, and really, when you think of it, it really has nothing to do with intelligence at all. But there are different types of dyslexia, right? Correct. Yes. Um, Colleen, if you don't mind, what are some of the what are some of the different kinds? Well, I think Archie has more expertise in that area because of all the <laughs> participation that he's well, had. But I can tell you from a school point of view as an educator, um, a true dyslexic person is probably more limited than somebody with a, a learning disability. And learning disabilities can vary from uh, difficulty with numbers, difficulty with words, difficulty writing, but like Archie was explaining earlier, earlier, dyslexia has a much more uh, in-depth damage or struggle for people. Learning disabilities can have minor to severe, but dyslexia has a more in-depth challenge for the person to deal with. Okay. And when they're there, how long is the process, though, Archie, when you're being tested for dyslexia? How many tests do they run to find out if you have it? Uh, 
Oh, how long was it you say it until I, I found out? How long was the testing, um, Archie? Oh, the testing? Okay, I yes, went to the University of Iowa Department of Neurology, and uh, uh, it took two days. Uh, there was a scan of a brain, airflow test, uh, memory test, and, and uh, it's been so long ago. It was back in uh, 1983 uh, or four, and uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it took two days for the for, for them to test me. And overall, overall for you, Archie, how is everything with your health now? Uh, well, I, I, I'm I'm 84 years old, and, and uh, I'm re- in really good health for a, a person 84, and uh, I read uh, much better than, than I did back before I was tested. And uh, I'm I'm getting along fine in life and and, uh, uh, and enjoying life and just by being involved in the in the literacy and uh, uh, this is what I want to do and and whenever I can uh, uh, add something to or, or help out in, in in this area I I'm more than willing to walk that extra mile to to do that. Hey. You are made this. Hey, you are made this far, and then you're 84 years of age. Congratulations to you! I tell you, that's hey. If we all live to see it, amen. Because not too many of us are making it to that age. But hey, that's that's who I commend. I commend people like you, and not because you got dyslexia, but I commend you. You have made it up to that age. I do. I smile upon okay. that. Thank you. Yes, because every. Because every time I see that, Colleen, I always say, these are the ones who we should be rubbing their feet. These are our grandparents. These are the people who we have to look after. You know, That's I right. always, always think, right, I always think of that. I, re- I do. I respect you so much, Archie, right now. Are there any strengths, are there any more strengths that we should know of when you um, have dyslexia? Uh, can you answer that, Colleen? Well, I think the challenge there is that if a person hasn't been diagnosed with dyslexia and hasn't started to receive help, then they don't recognize their strengths. Okay. And so it isn't until they find out that that's what's wrong, why they're struggling with things, and they get help with it, that maybe then they can start to see what those strengths are. And I think they would be individually recognized because, you know, like Archie, he's intelligent, he's um, determined, he's brave, and so all all those attributes are strengthened in him as he pursued working in for the cause of literacy. But I think a person who's hiding from their dyslexia, who is avoiding situations because they don't want anybody to know, I think that means that they really don't even know who they are. Right. And the ones who do. Now, this is where it comes down to what if you're going to a job interview? Should that, should that be 
exposed to your boss or later down the road? What do you yeah, think, that's, Archie? That's a six or four dollar question. Uh, 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 some cases it, it it works, and some cases it doesn't. Uh, I had a friend that uh, that was dyslexic, and he had to overcome a lot, and uh, he actually became a veterinarian, and uh, uh, he worked for the Animal League. Uh, disease laboratory in, in, in Iowa, and uh, through the process of working through the years, he he told his boss that he was dyslexic, dyslexic and uh, uh, well, that that really stopped his growth in, in, in the, the field, and, and the, it didn't work out very good. But in other cases, uh, uh, when I, 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 I had a job and, and I... I uh, worked for Hormel Packing Company, and, and the plant closed, so I needed to find a new job. And uh, I uh, got a job because I, I had some insurance agents that said that they could they could help me get a job as an insurance adjuster. And so I I, I interviewed, and I got a job, and, and uh, I worked there for over four years, and, and uh, I told my boss uh, down the road that I was dyslexic and didn't read very well and struggled, and, and he says, well, he thought that was really fine because did you fool me all these years, and he says, uh, I never would have known unless you told me, so it's it's a hard hard to, one to answer, and, and it's, it, it can help you, and, and it can also hinder you, so it's something you just got to make up your mind what you're going to do. Archie, I think it right. would be important for the, the listeners to hear how you managed that job. How were you able to do a job that required paperwork of you? Well, right. Uh, when I first started, I, I started being tutored about the same time as mm-hmm. I the job. And uh, uh, I told my t- tutor, Maxine, that... Uh, that, uh, that I needed help on this job, and, and uh, I, I I need need to, uh, a lot of encouragement. And well, would you help me function on this job? And so I I would bring different insurance forms, and and uh, we we would go over them, and she would act like she had a uh, insurance claim, and and then we would go through the process of filling out these forms. And, and uh, so, so uh, she gave me the, the, the encouragement and things, and so I, so I get function on the job. And a lot, a lot of times when I come home at night, or my my, my wife who was was very intelligent, and she would check things over, and she would uh, help me eliminate little mistakes. And as time went on, I I was doing uh, doing the job and then doing what I needed to do. So it just took time and, and uh, encouragement to, to to be able to do the job. I did it for 14 years, and I retired after that. Wow. So now it's becoming a, more easier for you now, Archie. Do you still need the assistance of anyone to help you when it comes to 
reading or filling out any forms? Uh, sometimes, uh, like my income tax, I certainly need help with that. But uh, no, no, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yes. I, I I I guess I can handle them most of anything because uh, uh, when you're retired, you don't really fill out complicated forms anymore, and uh, uh, so uh, I I'm actually getting around okay in life, and uh, uh, but uh, but I I read the newspaper well, and uh, oh, so I, I'm I'm functioning okay. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Amen to you, Archie. And as we said, with so many celebrities that have had that have gone through all this, such as Vince Vaughn, he even said as a kid he had a hard time reading in school, and he was the kid who would go one period a day to the class for kids with learning disabilities. And look at him now. Now he's a he's one of Hollywood's biggest names in comedy. So it's nothing that you really can't overcome. Like you said, Colleen, it's just about. Do you want to overcome this, and how much of it do you want to do? Because if you hold yourself back, you never know the chances that you you could have accomplished. You know, it's just so much Absolutely. out here. That's why I'm proud. Yeah, I am, and I wish we was I wish we was on television right now, Archie, because I'm smiling for you. I am. I'm just so happy for you. So, how's your now? How's your daughter? How's how uh, my daughter? She's fine. She. Uh, uh, works for uh, the prison system in, in Wisconsin. She uh, sets up uh, religious programs for the, the prisons in, in Wisconsin. She travels around, and and uh, she loves her job. Oh, good. All right, Colleen, are you and Archie planning on doing another book or bringing out anything else? Well, we've talked about it, and actually while we've been on on this show with you, I've been sitting here thinking about, I don't know what the book market looks like in terms of whether there's easy-to-read books about what dyslexia is and what you need to do to get help for yourself, but I'm thinking that sounds like a book that should be written if there's not one there. Right. <laughs> well, you know I'll be definitely expecting it. Because I don't mind having you and Archie to come back on to the show again. I thank you, too, so much for taking out your time to do this for me, too. Thank, thank you, you so much for having Thank oh, you, you so much Archie, for you are so welcome. And Colleen, you are, too. No, I really I should be thanking you, too, because you are so welcome. And my audience, can I put a, um, Colleen, can I put a plug in for if my you book? don't mind. Yes, I was going to ask uh, that. If you could give information on your book. Uh, the, the the name of the book is The Last Reader Standing, and uh, uh, what's the name of the Amazon? Is 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 it, you can get it on Amazon? It's available. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. It's available at all bookstores. It's available by tape, so you can do an audio. Um, if oh, you good. go on Amazon, you can find it an audio version. Um, yeah, all those sources. You can put it on electronic media, too. Great. 
So, people, if you know of anybody going through that same situation, tell them don't be ashamed because there's nothing that you cannot accomplish. Look at Archie Willer, and please go out and get his book with Colleen. Colleen, how do you pronounce your last name? Yeah, Weimerslag. Weimerslag. Okay. I like it, though. It's different. It's like mine, Technicia. Please go out. Last read of standing. The story of a man who learned to read at 54. And before I leave, before I leave you, listeners, I want to leave you with this truth of the day in regards to Archie and whoever else is out there. Life is too short, so kiss slowly, laugh insanely, love truly, and forgive quickly as we live our lives, especially when we are young. We feel like we could live forever. Unfortunately, this is not the case. Life is short when compared to other times in the universe. Our lifetime is very short. You must decide to cherish each moment. Do not take anything or anyone for granted. Kiss your mate, spouse, every time you can. Tell them you love them and forgive them their shortcomings as these are simply reflections of you. Laugh intensely and often. Quit being so serious. Lighten up. Be like a kid. Play. Today, make sure you kiss your spouse slowly. Laugh out loud. Love your life and forgive yourself for not doing all this sooner. Enjoy the day and have lots of fun this week. Playing, kissing, loving, and enjoying life. And that's for my friend, Mary Ellen. And everyone, do enjoy your life. And thank you again, Colleen and Archie. Thank you for those words. Yeah, thank you sir, so, so much. Welcome. You're a very kind person. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I think that came from my mother. <laughs> and then I'm Southern, <laughs> too, so. <laughs> thank you both. You both have a blessed one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And make sure, listeners, that you tune in daily. And if you have anything that you want to hear or request, don't mind listening. Hit me up on my Facebook fan page, The Bright Side with Technician, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 